0: You see, folks, ever since I came back to Tank or Anchor, the only reason why is because I'm really good at doing it. But if you want to create your own podcast, with absolutely free, with no wires attached, no strings attached, let me. It's a, and it's the answer is Anchor from Spotify. Let me say this. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast without all the hassles. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me break it down for you. With creation tools, 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 they will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's intuitive episode builder, you can visualize, edit, and arrange your segments without an instruction manual. Record remotely with up to four people no matter where they are in the world. And with Anchor's built-in audio library, you can also add background tracks, transitions, and sound effects to your show. Well, of course, you're looking to distribute to your pot, your podcast? Let Anchor do that for you. It can be heard on most of the popular listening platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. And looking and if you want to look for make look to make money from your podcast, you can with no minimum listenership required. With Anchor sponsorships, you can earn money every time people listen, listen no matter the size of the audience. You can also collect easily collect monthly donations from your fans right from your anchor profile. And of course, they're still percent free. See? with no monthly fees, no trial period, no strings attached, no subscription necessary. That's why I get all my stuff done with anchor. Because I listen to the, uh, guess why I do this podcast for years. I guess for, and now you can too. This is the uh, nick of it as the excellence in podcasting. Hmm. Want to get want to get Anchor? Download the free Anchor app on the Google Play Store or App Store or go to anchor.fm to get started on your journey to, into podcasting. That's a n c h o r.fm to get and you can get started on your show no without any strings attached. No wonder Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And now, on to our feature presentation. From our studios here in the great South Bay in Long Island, New York, this is our own Terms podcast. Here's your host, Matthew Outland. Broadcasting from our Long Island studios right near the Great South Bay, this is the Turf Sports Podcast. I'm Matthew Wally. I'm your host. Welcome to Monday, November 28th, 2022. Glad to be a part of the weeknight uh, grind again, and now we're moving back to our nightly shows, which airs I mean which you will hear every night at 730 now on of course, well, of course, seven thirty, six, whatever you want to hear it, right here on Spotify and Anchor, with now, and you know something, this is great here for me right now. To be back right here nightly, and then hey, so we're talk, I'm talking about sports in a sportsman manner, but let me tell you something. I'm gonna get on the Giants later on in the program, but first, let me tell you something, folks. I've been, I've been to MetLife Stadium uh yesterday with my cousins uh Devin and Julian. Um we were we were gonna go to we were gonna see the Jets play the Bears on a day they honored uh Darrell Revis and, and by inducting him in the, into their ring of honor. Um and the Jets did a and Jets put up a good game right now. Game yesterday. Thirty one to ten. They're like, um it was the crowd was the crowd was loud? Everybody was getting into it. There was like this G-E-D-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Like firemen. like fireman at Fireman Ed. A lot of oh man, I've loved, I've loved going to. I love going, I love, I love that time going there. I mean, I wanted to go for a long time. If when the, if the Giants were playing, but the Jets, but I wanted to go with my cousins, spend time with them, hey, if I could do it, we could do it some other time, so be it, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to enjoy watching, I'm going to enjoy watching New York football, New York football's good, I mean, heck of a day, it was a heck of a day, it was raining, my my voice was like, like on. God only knows that, and the stadium was very, very loud, let me tell you, that stadium... That, and if you look at MetLife Stadium... They share the, they share the uh, building with the Giants. But... Gang Green... Has done... An incredible job this year... By being a better team in the AFC, AFC East. They're third right now. And they're just... Fighting for playoff spots. And now they and now they could just do that. And they might just do that. And of course... I spoke earlier, uh, yes, last week, late because um, Zach Wilson was not playing, Mike White was going to be starting, and boy, I saw him live. I was seated right above the, the 50-yard line, few rows up, like plenty of rows in a nosebleed section, folks, right behind the Bears, right behind the Bears bench. Some fans come come driving down from Chicago to see that game, but let me tell you something. Jets made the Jets fans made their lives miserable. As of course, the AP said, Mike White threw the three touchdown passes, including two to Garrett Wilson, in a terrific p- performance, and the New York Jets rolled over the banged up Chicago Bears, thirty-one to ten on Sunday. We, me, and a cousin Moise left. When it was like 31 to 10, when it was like the same amount of time, uh, amount of, so like 31 to 10 minutes left of the clock, so we headed out, headed on our way out of the stadium. You know, like, we don't want to see another blowout, but they did dominate, but they did dominate, held that, listen to the game, listen to the rest of the game, and bam. Well, I even caught up on the post game material, so. Jets did a great, so Jets did uh, good job, Mike White did a uh, Mike White chance. Man, that was something. Of course, White made his first start since last season in place of a bench sack. Wilson and sparked the Jets to a season-high 466 yards in the rain. White was, two, was 22 for 28 for, 300, for 315 yards and it's serenaded with the chants of his fans throughout by trench fans at MetLife Stadium, including yours truly, Mike Mike White, man. At least he was that damn good. White became the fifth player in NFL history to have multiple games, with 300 yards and pa- passing and three touchdown passes in his first four career starts. He joins Patrick Mahomes, Austin Davis, Kurt Warner, and Mark Whippen to accomplish the feat. Patrick Mahomes is currently playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. Mark Rypien, yeah, consider him a Super Bowl winner with the with the Washington Bleep Blades, but now known as the Washington Commanders. But Austin Davis, he's a backup. Everyone knows that. Of course, Elijah Moore, who requested a trade earlier this season because of a lack of opportunities. Caught his first touchdown pass of the season, Ty Johnson had a 32-yard TD run for the Jets, who bounced back from a third, from 10-3 loss last Sunday at New England. Of course, the only real intrigue for the Bears, 3 on 2 folks, who have lost five straight, was who would start a quarterback. Because let me say this, folks, Justin Fields was ruled out 90 minutes before kickoff after being listed as questionable with a... Injured left shoulder. Travis Simeons was slated to start in his place, but injured his oblique during warm ups. And Chicago announced Nathan Peterman. Elevated from the practice squad Saturday, would start instead. Nathan Peterman, the meme. Peter meme. Oh my God. If he started, I'd be laughing. But both Simeon and Peterman threw on the sideline before the game. And the Bears opted to go with Simeon after all. And of course, Simeon showed little sign of injury. Going 14 of of 25 for 179 yards. With a touchdown and an interception. But But he and the Bears couldn't get much going against the Jets. Of course, with the fans chanting the name. Mike White! Mike White! Mike White! Mike White! Mike White! After each completion. White marched the Jets downfield and capped the opening drive with an eight yard touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson to give the Jets an early 7 7-0 lead, 0 7-0 lead. I was there. I saw that. It was the Jets' first touchdown this season on an opening drive. And I'll tell you that. It was a great throw from Mike White. Read the defense, found this guy, bam. That was one of their. After Kyra Santos' 22 yard field goal cut the deficit to 7-3, Simeon capped that fair second drive with a four-yard touchdown pass to Byron Pringle, who grabbed the ball over D.J. Reed in the end zone. He scrambled them rubbed him with a hop shelf where mama hides the cookies. Of course, it was Simeon's first touchdown pass of the season, his first since week 12 of last season with the New Orleans Saints. Of course with Greg Zerline lined up for a thirty-six yard field goal on the Jets next possession. Older Braden man fumbled a snap. Can't, yeah, was, of course it was soaking rain, soaking wet. Man, oh my god, it was terrible. and it was all and of course he fumbled the snap in a driving rain at MetLife. It was MetLife Life sitting and was called for an illegal forward pass, turning the ball over on downs. Oh god. They screwed us. an illegal forward pass. I mean, I was and I was upset about that call too. But White got and the offense got back in the end zone on the next drive to regain the lead. When Wilson spun and chucked Kendall Wilder before racing for a fifty-four-yard touchdown. But the New York up, fourteen to ten, with twelve seconds left before halftime. Zierline booted a 57-yarder through the rain, the longest field goal at home in franchise history, and tying the overall mark for any game he, ch- he already shared with Chandler Cannon-Zero. Man who botched the snap on the fe- previous field goal attempt, work gloves this time. Thank goodness for that. And of course, Moore's 22-yard touchdown catch. And Johnson set tackle shedding thirty-two yards, scoring one minute thirty-one to ten, late in the third quarter. That was when we—that was when we got out of Dodge because it was still down. It was like a downpour. We weren't gonna stick around for that beating. I'm like, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but well, let's go. Thirty-one to ten. Them Bears ain't coming back. We got this one in the back. So and, and they did. And you know what that did, and you know what sealed it, C.J. Mosley's interception of Simeon with five minutes and four seconds left sealed the victory for the Jets, who snapped a five-game skid against the Bears. It's the first time since 2000 that Bill that that the Jets beat the Bears. Incredible, incredible stat on it, And of course, we were all—I was also—we were there because, yeah, because. The New York Jets inducted former quarterback Darrell Revis into the team's Ring of Honor at halftime. We also know Revis, who was a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility, was one of the NFL's top shutdown quarterbacks in his prime. Revis played for the, for the Jets for two different stints from 2007 to 2012 to tw- and 2015 to 2016. So that was, it was a great career for him. I'm happy for him. He was like, I'm I'm happy for him. Congratulations on that. I hope he goes on. I hope he goes on the all. Somewhere along the line. Man. And let me say that there were several injuries. In that game. Darnell Mooney left the guard with an ankle injury. Saw that. Safety Eddie Jackson. Injured a foot in a second. And didn't return. Wiley wife. Shoulder injury left in the first. And was replaced by Larry Bowham, Who also left late with an injury. And Dane Couchet. Injured in a hamstring. As for the Jets. Michael Michael Carter. Ashton Davis. Chaz Surratt. And Cedric Akabuhe. All left with injuries. Man that is like. Oh well so that was. So what happened there. I saw some injuries. I mean like. Gotta love, they gotta love the um, hard work from the Jets. I mean, they're, they're, and of course the people who are working at MetLife Stadium. Man, they, they are, they are very good guys out there trying to get in There's like, the I will give the fan, I will give you credit. The fans are the best in for best in the world. Best in the, I'm, I'm the muscles are When I talk about and there's of course, Jet fans or then there's Raider Nation. Um, and of course, the, and of course, the, of course, the, uh, Patriot fans and Dolphins fans, but the obnoxious bunch of them always. Yeah, Cowboys fans. Ugh. man, I, that, that's a stand Of course, the Jets will go to Minnesota next Sunday to take on the Vikings. The Bears will be ho- will heading. The host Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, like, a classic rivalry renewed. So that was one heck of a game. So those are all will be with better opportunities right here to uh, talk about that experience as a fan. That tells me that when, whenever you go to a football game, whether if it's a, a high school football game, a college football game, or a, a pro football game, like, you are part of the experience. You can see the, like me, you can see the whole ring, the ring of honor, the numbers associated with this franchise. Um, the likes of Mark Gasparino, Winston Hill, Marty Lyons, Joe Klecko, um, Brickshaw Ferguson, the great, the head coach Weeb Eubank, the guy who let mm, the uh, Jets to their first Super Bowl and their only Super Bowl in '68. Names like na- names like Namath and Mangold, and now uh, and Philbin. Those are, and of course, and of course when I and um, that Maynard, those are names. Those are names synonymous with Jets history. You're in a, the Jets. We always not, the Jets always have that foul history. You're, maybe they, they may be mediocre one season. They could be great the other, and they could be good. And they could be good somewhere down the middle, and they could be bad in some. But this is a good season for the Jets. And those that I'm going to talk about, Mike White, later on in the program. Um. But the Giants, I'm gonna discuss more and more in depth in the next segment. Um, stay tuned. Um, Home Tour Sports world will be right back right after this. Don't go anywhere. We cover all the bases on football, New York football. When we come back, I know I get it. You're looking for the best shirts in town. Something associates with the area, or something like that. Let Mac of Amityville help you out. Of course, Mac is the home of the of Mac T-shirts, Long Island Toss T-shirts, Island Tribe T-shirts, and plenty of cool stuff merchandise you can buy. It's the best shop you ever find here. Shopping Amityville. Well, check it out down on down on Route One Ten and Ten at the, next to the next to the Amityville over Amityville train station. That's in the. That's minutes from the Amityville train station. I mean, and don't forget to check them out. And check them out today. Long Island, you got Rucker. Harlem has Rucker, Lincoln Queens got Lincoln, but Long Island has the Mac. Let me tell you something, folks. Turkey Day was good for me. When it, food-wise, football-wise. Not so much if I was a, if as a Giants fan. Of course, the Cowboys beat the Giants by eight. Oh my! And it was like, oh God, it was supposed to be a must-win for us, and of course, we got our butts in it to us. Everybody, yeah. Of course, of course, C.D. Lamb could only smile when officials upheld an out-of-bounds call on what what that the Dallas receiver owed what would be a touchdown on his second a catch of the game. That was from the Associated Press. Of course, he had to settle for setting up three TDs instead. Of course, Lamb put the Cowboys in position for one of Dak Prescott's two scoring passes to Dalton Schultz and Ezekiel Elliott's touchdown run in a 28-20 victory over the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. And of course, that um, game had, like, 42 million people tuned in. That was, hell, that was an elephant game, but two, 42 million? That was, that was, like, whew, oof. Of course, the toe-tapping T.D. CD, CD Lamb thought he would set up for himself and instead became a rookie Peyton Endershot. And rookie Peyton Endershot running for the two-yard score, then directing all three of his fellow tight ends into a South self- Giant Salvation Army Red Kettle for a -a Whack-A-Mole celebration with Dallas an extra point away from a 28-13 lead. What did Jack Prescott say after the game? I definitely thought the CD catch was a touchdown. Of course, I went to the sideline, dropped my helmet and everything. Of course, the Whack-A-Mole was great. The guys told me about it early in the week. They were worried about getting fined or getting a penalty. We made we said make sure you're up two touchdowns. We got a couple of guys that can help with the find, so we could go so go for it. Yeah, hey, this is of course he got his tenth consecutive victory over the G Men. Man Eight Area and three. We're seven of theirs. The Jet Giants are seven and oh or like seven and four. Of course the victory ended a three game Thanksgiving day. Losing streak for the Cowboys who moved the game out of the Giants in the NFC East while sweeping the season series. Philadelphia still leads the division. They're still dominating, and they're still dominating. Yet, for some reason, Nick Adams wants the Eagles to go for Gardner Minshew instead of uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and, of course, Nick, who I mean, Nick Adams... No, nobody takes the Adams seriously. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, of course Alice the NFL and of course Saquon Barkley was held to thirty nine yards. Rushing with a one yard touchdown behind a makeshift offensive line, missing three starters because of an injury in New York's third loss in the past four games. Dallas, the NFL's leaders in sacks coming in dropped Daniel Jones straight times while limiting him to 14 yards rushing after he ran for the first downs for seven times in the first meeting, a 23-16 Dallas win. Yeah, pretty much. Of course, Jones' the touchdown pass to Richard James in the final seconds was too late for the Giants to take advantage of a 2-0 takeaway edge in the second Thanksgiving meeting out of 122 overall in the storied rivalry. And, of course, Danny said, it's a divisional game. We didn't play our best. There's, that's always disappointing. We got a really good opportunity with big games down the stretch. We put ourselves in a good position. We're still confident. Of course, the Giants thought they had to get first touchdown on Jones' pass to Isaiah Oddsons. But Tyree Phillips, playing out of position at right tackle, was flat as an illegal, <gasps> eligible receiver downfield. That, uh, that is what hosed us. It was a rough ball all over. Rough ball. All over. Man, I am embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Of course, Brian Day screened a disagreement to one of the officials and then the Giants ended up settling for a field goal. You have to you'll have to ask the officials. Said so they both wanna ask about the negated T D and one of several court replies to to the reporters after the game, you can see that look from him. Like it's like I'm gonna kill the ref. I'm gonna kill the ref when I get done when this game is over. Man, that makes me that makes me question that makes me question sanity. Wow. And of course, Prescott's TD tosses to Schultz, came about five minutes apart in the third, turning a 13-7 deficit into a 21. 21- 13 lead. The first was a 15-yarder on the third and goal. Of course, the Dallas quarterback's winning streak against the Giants has started after he lost to them twice when the Cowboys went 13-3 and his rookie year in 2016. Lamb, was finished with six catches for one and six yards, had a 25-yard grab over the middle before Elliott's six-yard scoring one on the first play of the second quarter. Of course, the one-hand grab from Lamb by Lamp was a 15 yarder before Schultz's second touchdown. The 23 yarder put Dallas in the two, and Lamb thought he made another one handed catch in the back of the end zone. Mike McCarthy challenged the ruling that the toe tapper was out of bounds. Referee Scott Novak was quite specific in upholding the call, saying a heel touched the back line before the second foot got down. The Cowboys and Lamb were so confident about being overturned. They had their P.A.T. unit on the field after seeing the replay. What did Mike say after that clean view of it? Just based off the information, so I really wasn't sure if he did get the eel down or not. I did know he had the front part of his foot and based off what we saw up. Yeah, Elliott had a season high 92 yards rushing and the Cowboys overcame two interceptions with Prescott, who threw for 261 yards. It was like embarrassing for the guys. It was embarrassing. I feel embarrassed by the team. Meanwhile, let's just say this. According to Yahoo, according to the TV line, um, Fox's Thanksgiving Day broadcast of the Cowboys beating other giants was stuffed with viewers. Yeah, it is. A crowd of 42 million tune-in for the afternoon telecast across Fox and Fox Sports streaming pro- platforms making it the most-watched regular-season game on any network on record. Top five markets were in order. Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Kansas City, and Las Vegas. Of course, the previous record was held by a 9th December 1990 Monday Night Football matchup between the Giants and the San Francisco 49ers, which averaged 41.55 million viewers. The record audience... For Thursday's cowboys Science game was up 3% from the comparable 2021 game, which drew $40.8 million. In other Thanksgiving Day ratings news, NBC's telecast of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was averaged by 27.7 million viewers, including digital, streaming on Peacock, and encore viewing. I have Peacock. What's up? With, how's that? Marking the annual's event's most total viewers in five years. In that morning's live telecast on the parade, as the NBC's most watched, with 22.3 million viewers, and the highest entertainment program with 5.5 demo rating for the year. But I'll say this up front: that's a good thing for us. That's a great turkey day for everybody. But let me say this: I feel like I want to buy i feel like I want to vomit if I was a Giants fan after they, after they lost it. And then here's the, the two more sacks from it. Micah Parsons. Six, two sack game of the season. accounting for all of his team leading twelve. What if Micah said. I said if you get one, you always got to get seconds. Yeah, you got seconds, all right. You get more um, You got what? He made uh, a Daniel Jones sandwich that game. That made us that made us look bad. And of course, Grand Gonneau tied for New York record for longest field goal with a 57-yarder in the first quarter. The kick came on 4-32 after the negated TD and an intentional grounding penalty on Jones. Oh my God, it was such a bad pass on his call. And of course, illness sidelined the Cowboys, who have been Active in DT, defensive, t- active in defensive tackle, Jonathan Hagen's defensive end Terrell Basham and quarterback Kelvin Joseph. Giants cor- quarterback Cordell Flott left in the quarter to be evaluated for a concussion. The Giants will go to will be hosting uh, Washington uh, this weekend in first of three consecutive NFC East games for the Giants. Of course, the third of those. Meeting of those is another meeting with those commanders out of Washington. The Giants Cowboys three-game homestand continues uh, this weekend against Indianapolis, another AFC South opponent. In Houston, follows December eleventh to finish that homestretch. So that right there tells you what needs to be done. Because before I get to this, get to the uh, next segment, I really want to give you a glimpse of what needs to be called the playoff picture as it stands right now. Um, Before we move on to the next segment, starting with the AFC. um, The Chiefs lead the AFC West. They got the number one seed in the, in the AFC. Um, Miami is in second. They have the best. They outlead the AFC East. Titans hold fort on the AFC South and the Ravens are locked up for the AFC South and AFC North and they get that um and they have that fourth fourth slot picked up. Now there's three spots to be filled here. Um starting with starting with the wild cards, the Bills 8 and 3, um the Bengals are 7 and 4, the Jets are 7 and 4 um if the play if the season ended uh, this week um the bet uh, now this the, the bills Bengals and Jets will be in I would be I wouldn't be i be, wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots will be out of the playoffs I mean there's a lot of of course Houston should be eliminated by right now Houston should be eliminated by now no chance of them going to the playoffs at that with that record um, the Broncos are should be gone. Um the Steelers are likely to be gone. The Browns foreign, um, and Raiders they're uh, they gotta be eliminated before the season ends. So that's major sucksville for for those bottom team teams. They would, they need to get their head in shape. Of course, in the and moving on to the NFC, um the Eagles are the Top dogs in the NFC as well as the best record in the NFL. Um, they lead the NFC East with a ten and ten and one record. The Vikings are nine two. They hold down the NFC North. The Niners are NFC South leader. NFC West leader seven and four. The Bucks are five and six. They're below five hundred, but they're probably a lot for the playoffs with that record. Ouch! That's terrible. But this, but that. That division is like weak right now, especially if Tom Brady's playing like shit right now. The Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders all could be like playing for playoff positioning, and they gotta be better at this because remember, this season is far from over. The Commanders are like sloppy, playing sloppy football, but they have to. But the Giants, they gotta pick up the pace here and get back at the swing of things to get that second top well, second wild court to hold on to that second wild court spot. Meanwhile, there's a lot of well, terrible football. The defending champion Rams are not as good as they were. 3-8. Um, I mean, this is probably the worst in Sean McVay's career. I don't expect to get fired because of it. Um, the Bears will be, probably be eliminated somewhere down the line. The Saints are... God awful Panthers are god awful, the cars are, t- are just playing awful. The Packers went t- from good to s- to goop. The Lions ain't as good, and the Falcons could probably fight for that for that spot for another spot if they if they are lucky. Oh it's not it's not the end of the season yet. We still got a few weeks left, and hope that everything comes up good. I mean, if the Giants, if the season ended today. All, three, all four NFC East teams are locked for a playoff berth, if the season ended today. Right now, not yet there. We're starting another week on, on Thursday night. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk real good on Mike White when we come back. you listen to Home Turf Sports right here on the Home Turf Radio Network. I know your shirts are bland, your hats are bland, your business is th- it's th- businesses are bland, it's bland, so why not give it a facelift with Li Tops? Li Tops is the is Long Island's home for custom shirts, custom hats, and of course, putting up, vi- putting up vinyl banners for you and all your stuff for, you, for your businesses and whatever have you. Long Island Chops is home to some of was some of the best guys in the business worth we'll work to get this. Get make sure your product stands out from the best. Don't forget to visit them. Don't forget to give them a chance. Now, L I Chops. Oh, if it ain't us, it ain't lit. That's L I T O P D Ops. But well, folks, judging from yesterday, I thought Mike White of the Jets did a heck of a game, had a heck of a game yesterday. And of course, it got very good reviews of him, but then again it's got lo- it's like they're they're high on Mike, but they're probably and they're probably low on their on Zach Wilson, their former starter. Um Michael, Matt Lombardo, went, I don't know, from Heavy Sports, said, If the goal is to make a playoff push, the best place for Zach Wilson for this team and his own future is on the sideline. Holding a clipboard and wearing a headset, that's pretty much down the stretch. This is, But right down the stretch, you got to think that's really heavy on that. But I'm not sure about that. But... pretty much right down in there. I don't know if they if Mike, if Mike can live up to the height challenge, but I'm not saying I'm down on Mike White yet or high on him. I just want to see how this turns out. I just want to see where it goes. As a QB, Mike White has a better pocket presence mainly because Wilson is someone who for some reason because me maybe this is how he was coached. But he throws better when he is out of the pocket. But you, you, but let me say this: He's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, Zach Wilson isn't Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. So he has to get the basics down. He has to be a pocket passer. That's what the, um, most quarterbacks, good quarterbacks do. And what I will say this. It's going to take 11 wins to get to the playoffs in the AFC wildcard spot this summer round for that six or seven seeds for sure. But the AFC is far superior to the NFC, which as a division that will probably see a team like Tampa win the division with a losing record. They do have a losing record. They lost on Sunday. But the Jets are going to need, like, for at least go at least 4-12, 4-2 the rest of the way. And it sounds easy, but it's not looking like Miami and Minnesota, and uh, things like, look at that team, the Miami and Minnesota, Minnesota's a very tough team, they lead the NFC North, the Miami hurt. the Miami Dolphins lead the AFC East, but that's a tough game there. And the Lions, this team is good, despite 4-7, and seven. they beat some good teams, they close, and should have been beating the Bills last week, so right now, for me, I'm saying that's 4-2 isn't easy at all. I mean this is a giant team When you have you, know, you can't lose to a you can't lose to a depleted team without their QB and main defensive guys and lost games last in the game two. I'm <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, lost a lock room. Um, the course it's gonna be tough going for it's gonna be tough going forward, but four and two? I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pretty much go across that line. Um, but for Zach Wilson, he's got a good upside. He said, you know, Jason Starr, he's done an international bestseller, like, thrillers, comics, graphic novels. He says, says, so I said on Facebook, I'm on Facebook, and said, He could compete for a job in the fall, but he's not better than Mike White. I mean, like, really? Of course, Mike said he's better than Mike White in his sleep. This week build is build a statue to Mike White. Next week is Aaron Featherham. The most overreacting toxic fan base in the NFL will continue to do this over and over until Joe Willie stumbles off his parcel and falls face first onto the field after another failed attempt to kissing a sideline order live on television. I remember that completely completely. Wow, and that was pretty much, uh, of, course, of course, he was a drunk. I don't, you don't know the fundamentals. If you don't know fundamentals, you're not better than anyone's sleep. I'm going to go with Michael. I'm going to say, you know what? He has to prove himself in the offseason. Mike's in um, the season, All that, of course, because know, he's that. Uh, he's out he's not in the right mind he's not in that right mind he's not holding us he's not holding himself accountable um it rubs Bob salad the right wrong way and um he got benched for mike white the team wants like mike white eight to the basics they read the read the defense and did pretty damn well so Mike White's gotta have to earn his. Mike White has got that job because he's pretty. he He's he's a good pocket passer than Zach Wilson. Wilson will spend a couple. Will spend like a few game, few games, getting to getting to know the getting to know the uh getting to know the offense. Getting his like working, working, work on his mechanics and. And holding is accountability. You are not in You are not in college. You are not, not in high school. You're in a room with grown men, and you don't act that way. I would be laughing in hysterics to think that he'll be back next week. Not when Mike White is doing a hell of a game right now. but I'm asking people I can ask you why do you think that Mike White has been a backup so far any backup would shine with his receivers wide open the Bears secondary was decimated by injury on Sunday not a proper measuring stick for an NFL quarterback I mean yeah injuries hampered the Bears like we backed them up and wrapped right the QB at number two and to who you gotta start the number two to pick the pick—that's not market science. He's definitely better than that. Is it? I'm Brady. No, he's no. Shoot, he's not. it's not even Jimmy Chee. But he's playing the way we need. That's really goddamn good. He's been a bad. Like, he's got a bad play. He's been a bad Chicago team. He's got to go up against the Minnesota defense next Sunday, next weekend. I mean. And then there's, and then you gotta go up against a heart, and you gotta go all the way to the end of the season. If you're riding on Mike White, yeah, can he give you down, pull you down, bring you down the stretch, a playoff berth? I think it's, I think it's possible. That's pretty much, that's pretty much asking for it. I'm like every time, and, and a lot of fan, and a lot of fans are behind um, Mike for this one. Eh? I I will go with this. This was this this is Robert Sala's first second season as the head coach. He went from bad. We had a bad he had a bad season last year. This year, new guys, new attitude, winning mindset. I'm willing to go. Guys are willing to go to work. Man. that tells you something. Playoff contender, yeah, I want a playoff contender, man. But I, but if you're, but if you're a mediocr, but if this is a mediocre season, I'd be laughing in hysterics on it. Mike White is. Their guy is like a quarterback. Like I said, it's a quarterback. It's like a quarterback controversy. It happened with the Jets before when Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow were on the same team. History shows that every history shows there were plenty of quarterback controversies in NFL history, such as Steve Walsh and Eric Kramer, Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman, Warren Moon and Cody Carlson. Yeah, Bobby and Chef George and Bobby bear. I'm like, every team team's going to have a quarterback controversy. You got management like Zach Wilson. Fans like Mike White. What are you going to do? You please the fans. We, got, we want Mike White, yeah. They got our wish. I mean, I can still, I think, four interception game, than fifty percent completion, that like we forgot last season. Yeah, he's so Bobby set. People say he's so no better than Wilson right now. The Wilson's the future. But then again, you have that embar- we have the embarrassing season. You have that quarterback controversy you guys created. Is Mike White the guy going forward? Maybe this season, but not next. But not next season. I don't. Not next season. If Zach Wilson is back, is holding himself accountable. But but right now. But right now. Mike White. Mike White is. I mean, we. Try, I'm looking. We paid. I paid attention to what Mike was doing. He had a hell of a game. I mentioned that in the earlier. I mentioned it at the top of the show. And it was good. We had like, we had that. I'm like, people will believe in Mike White, but me, just out, just for now, just for now, I'm not going, I'm not going to be blunt, I'm not going to say I'm mean, more vicious, but at the end of the day, it's accountability, it's um, accountability. ...made the right decision. I mean, that's a good thing. And that's a great package for right now. But let's not make White Mike White Joe Montana just yet. Let them be. Let's just be, focus on They can focus on Let's focus on the Vikings and go from there. I mean, I personally agree. Don't. Mm, I mean, we got to. I mean, that's something. It might be better than Wilson. I mean, you know. I mean, I don't Salvation to like. if this is the, if this is how it goes during the rest of the season learn from this he's on a third string guy man it's quarterback controversies man right now there is no and there is no iron team But yeah, there is a me, there is a me in there. You can't have that and you can't be a me first player. It's got to work, let me say this. You got, you got to need, you're not going to get women fans over with a crappy attitude. He's, he's, there. he's not their guy in the fans like Zach Wilson. He's not our guy anymore. Mike White is our guy. Bad day or what have you. Great day. He has the right attitude to win a game, to win the locker room. You can't be spoiled. You can't be a rich, spoiled kid. And acting like, oh, I don't get a chance. I didn't start it Why you didn't start me today? I want to start. Because he wasn't playing. Like, He's far from a team guy. He's got a serious team attitude. Serious attitude problem. That's the worst for any organization to have. You have a, a QB who's cancer? Sit the rest of the season. Lost his job. Sit there. Learn, learn from it. I care about the, I'm. A, if you have a, if you want a player who cares more about the team, make him care about him. He's got to work hard and get right. He can't act like this piece of garbage and expect to be successful. That's why I'm going to lean with Mike White here. Because Mike White is a team first guy. Zach Wilson needs to. Learned that the hard way. We're gonna wrap this up right after this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Home Turf Sports Podcast on the Home Turf Radio Network. Now you can listen to Home Turf Sports on your on Google Podcast. Check us out every weekday on our. Check out the link in our description to check out our new home for home just in case you don't even have Spotify nor Anchor the home Turn sports podcast everyday on Anchor Spotify and now we'll Podcast don't forget to check us out today well before I close this out and- um, this is according to CBS Sports I know I, I don't talk much about soccer here but, this was a shock to me, and a shocking move. The Juventus board has resigned at the end of the Andrea Agnelli era. Of course, and of course, all the Ag- and Andrea Agnelli development all the U.S. of course, the board resigned. Including them. Including that guy and Vice President Paul Nedved the move which officially ends this era right now at that club. Of course, Agnelli took charge of the club in 2010, after some difficult years, especially when in 2006, when Juventus were at the center of the Calciopoli scandal, where it led to the historical Italian side in the 2nd Division. Of course, you expected to see an official statement, to explain the breaking news, on a new board expected to be appointed on January eighth. So, cleaning, cleaning house, there, folks. That's what Juventus is doing right now. There's gonna be, there's got to be, there's gonna be n- new faces heading into that. Board, that Juventus boardroom, and of course, whatever that may be, will have to deal with must deal with this club issues right at the first start, first end. Uh, and that right here will end it right here. To the Home Turf Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Also, be sure to find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. All more social media outlets are Home Turf Radio. On all social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that's where we are right now. And we'll be back next time with an all-new episode. Until then, this is Matthew things. Stay healthy, stay blunt, stay healthy, stay safe. Don't be a good human being, and always, 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 don't do anything stupid. You will be, you'll be, if you're bigoted. There's the door. So long, everybody.